Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You want to be used, let them use you. I remember the old pussy said, let them use you, baby, let them use you. Look at somebody next to you, say, let them use you, let them use you. <laughs> also, your giving statements, are giving statements out? They are giving statements outside for 2006, so if you uh, gave last year, you can give, uh, you can get those giving statements so you can use that for tax deduction purposes. Also, I want to tell you about this. Y'all still there in 1 Kings 17? Amen. I want to tell you about this. One of the things, and it'll be on your bulletin for uh, next month, uh, but one of the things that we're beginning to do is uh, we're going to put a, put a part of our service called the Q&A portion of the service. Does that make some sense? And what the Q&A portion of the service is this, is spiritual questions that you have, you'll be able to email those to me and I'm gonna answer them for you. From the pulpit. Because y'all know sometimes y'all be sitting up and like, girl, what is he talking about? I don't even know. So you can email your questions and I'll answer your questions from the pulpit, amen. And so questions that are not answered, I'm only gonna answer one a week, but questions that are not answered during the text of the service, uh, we're gonna have periodically what's called a wisdom service, amen. And what that's going to be is this is going to be a Sunday service, a regular Sunday service, but as opposed to traditional kind of a service where I preach and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be a wisdom service where you can bring your questions, those kinds of things, all the questions that have been sent, and you'll be able to ask questions. And not just spiritual questions, but business questions. God has blessed your bishop to be a good businessman. That's a good thing. You don't want no broke bishop. Talk about let's follow the Lord. Follow him where? You need to go get it something. Okay. Y'all pray for that. Anyway, so that'll be in your bulletin next month. But I, the first one I'm going to start with today was a question that was emailed to me some time ago. Actually, not by a member of our church, but somebody emailed me a long time ago. And they emailed, emailed me a question. And they said, what is a bishop? And they said, you know, I was taught that there's no such thing as bishops anymore. There's just pastors and deacons and this kind of deal. So what is a bishop? What does all of that mean? Um, and, and he said, well, why are they making you a bishop? I ain't gonna tell you what I said. It wasn't real spiritual. <laughs> I 
Elizabeth. Yeah. Anyway, his question was that his question was, what is a bishop? And let me first say this: that we believe in order. Somebody say order. And one of the problems with the Christian church, especially in this city, is that the churches are so uh, fixed on being disorderly now. Let me explain to you what I mean. Churches would much rather now have a bunch of people as opposed to having any order in their service. So they let hellions come in and do whatever they want to do because they want full seats. Now please understand that the Bible says in the last days that people would heap up for themselves people that would have itching ears and they tell them what they want to hear. So they'll never preach about stuff that'll help people get better. They just give them enough crack to come back next week. I'm say amen. Amen. Now so watch this. Uh, we are church of order, so in that, uh, let me explain to you what a bishop is. Now, you don't have to flip there, but if you look at 1 Timothy and Titus, those two books are called the pastoral epistles. Are y'all with me? Say pastoral epistles. Pastoral. Very good, class. Now, in those books, it lays out the foundation for the offices of the church. Now, let me explain to you the difference between fivefold ministry and the offices of the church, because there's a difference. Now, fivefold ministry, you've probably heard, and he himself gave some to be apostles. Okay, let me get you the right order. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Matter of fact, look at your hand. I'm going to teach it to you. Look at your hand. Your thumb is the apostle because there's a foundation. The prophet is, the, is your pointing finger because they bring correction. The evangelist is the long finger because they reach out. The pastor is the ring finger because they're married to the church. And the teacher is the piggy because you need a piggy. <laughs> so you got it. So he himself gave something to be... Y'all got it. Amen. Amen. So, now, in understanding that, what I want us to look at is this. Uh, in, in 1 Timothy, we learn that uh, the three offices of the church are that of the bishop. Say the bishop. Now, bishops are descendants of the modern-day apostles. Or, excuse me, of, of the biblical apostles. So, the 12, that was Jesus, and then, of course, Paul. Uh, bishops are descendants of them. And so, we have something called apostolic succession. Now, just answer the question. So, if I get over your head, just stop me. Because we out the box, so y'all can do that thing. Uh, apostolic succession means this. You can trace my lineage of being a bishop all the way back to Christ. And here's why that's important. Because I ain't no two, two, two dollar, made myself one. Just decided one day, went on the internet, got something. Nobody said amen. Amen. So, in, in the church, Five-fold ministry, then the other part is you have the offices of the church in Timothy. Those offices are the bishop, bishop. Elder, elder, and deacon. deacon. There are no other offices of the church to which one can be ordained. And so let me correct something that's been happening in the body of Christ that you may have seen before. There is no such thing as an ordained missionary. Missionary. Yeah, I'm no mission. Okay. Missionary. It's just as thick as that. Now, what you can do is you can commission someone to fivefold ministry. For instance, you can't ordain someone an apostle. Why? Because the qualifications to become an apostle is that you have to be there doing the life of Jesus. So you can't go and give someone a certificate of ordination. Welcome to the apostolic club. You cannot ordain someone to be a prophet. Why? Because that's not an office. You can't ordain someone to that office. Now, you can commission someone and say, we agree with your prophetic gift. But you cannot give a certificate of ordination to be a prophet. Does that make some sense? Yeah. The reason why is because it was never done in scripture. Even with prophets, let me talk about that. Because this day, everybody want to be prophet so-and-so. Pastor ain't good enough no more. People want to be prophet now. And so everybody want to be prophet so-and-so. And so understand this. Uh, 
in scripture, in the Old Testament, when it was time for a new, uh, new prophet uh, to be consecrated and to be set apart to be the prophet for the nation, it was a mantle that had to be passed, just like Elijah to Elisha. Elisha couldn't just go to prophets and talk about, I'm prophet Elisha now. No, he had to have a mantle that was passed down to him. Are y'all with me? And so, everybody understand where I'm at so far? So what is a bishop? A bishop is a pastor of pastors. And so his question was, well, why did they make you work? Because your church ain't that old. Please understand that the Bible says promotion comes from God. Now watch this. this our church is new, but please understand that my ministry experiences is I had a lot of years in ministry. Does that make some sense? And so the Lord just simply put me on the advanced program. I was an AP. And so, uh, and so I kind of spent through that. And so I just wanted to answer that question for you so you know what a bishop is. So what I do, and the reason why I refer to as a bishop is because I pastor other pastors across the nation. Does that make some sense? And so I pastor people all across the nation. And so uh, I just wanted to explain that to you so that you understand what you got. Does that make some sense? Now, uh, being a bishop, I walk in five-fold ministry. I walk in the office of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. It's all com compromised in that office because you can't oversee something you don't have. Makes some sense? That's why some of y'all are here because people that your, your former people that were supposed to pastor you, they didn't have what you had and so they couldn't help you develop what you had. Anybody gonna say nothing right there? Uh, so I just wanna, uh, wanted to explain that to you. More information in membership class Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Amen. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you in that. And also, just in that, uh, that's one of the reasons why we respect the offices in our church and we refer to our pastors by Pastor Russell, Pastor Foreman, Pastor so-and-so. The reason why we do that is because in Scripture, one of the things that happened is that we call Jesus Jesus today. But if we were growing up with Jesus, we wouldn't dare call him that. We call him Rabbi because he's the teacher. In fact, if you look at all the times his disciples were talking to him, they said Rabbi, so-and-so, so Even people that didn't even like it called him Rabbi. That's deep. I say amen. Amen. So I just wanted to explain that to you. Did I do a good job of that? Did I do, did I do okay job of that? So that you know what you got. You still in 1 Kings 17? Amen. Also, uh, while we're doing that, Sister PK, how you doing? Everybody say, hey, PK. Hey, amen. She's going to share with us. You want to do that now or you can do it later? Come, come on. Come on. Let me have an usher help her. Come on, Ursus. She's like the President of the United States. Let you get two of them. Amen. Put your hands together for us. He comes and shares with us with this Amen. Jesus, Father. We stand in agreement right now, Father, that they're going to be able to go and create change in that area, Father. We realize, Father, that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. And so, Father, we pray that your spirit would bring them the financial resources that they need, as well as the tools they need to fulfill the mission you've given them. In Jesus' name, somebody shout out, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God for it. Amen. Amen. Praise God for it. Y'all clap your hands. Amen. So again, we'll have some more information. I just wanted to put, drop that in your spirit. Um, the Lord is going to speak something to you, and it's always the bigger number. Amen. First Kings 17, verse 9. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belonged to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Uh, so he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was gathering sticks. And he called her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. 
And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hands. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I did not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. Uh, I'm kind of, I like to think of it like this, y'all. Back in the South, they used to put jars on the, on the stove with the oil for the fried fish and stuff. Bacon grease. <laughs> so y'all, she had some bacon grease. And see, I have gathered a couple of sticks that I've been going and preparing it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do uh, as you have said, but make a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for you and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bit of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and her household ate for many days. Look at me. I want to explain something to you. God is saying this to us, that when we trust him with our finances and we trust him in our giving, what he's saying is this. Give me something to work with. Does that make some sense? Too many times we expect a harvest, y'all, but we ain't even put no seed in the ground. And so what the Lord was saying, what, now Elijah was the prophet that went to Zarephath. Now he went there because he needed something. But in addition to what he needed, she needed something greater. Are y'all with me? And so understand this. What the Lord did was he sent Elijah to a new place because that's where his provision was. And so he was used to being uh, staying by the brook where the ravens would bring him food every day. But then the Lord said, now I want you to go over here to this widow woman in Zarephath. So he goes over to this widow woman, and this widow woman says, listen, man, I don't even know you, player. And so you're talking about, you, you, wanna, you, wanna, you want me to make you a cake first. Me and my son were about to die. And watch this. That's the state of poverty. That's the mindset of poverty. Let me just use what I got, and then we're just going to die. You know, we'll, we'll just meet the Lord in the sky by and by. Are y'all with me? But God has said, listen, I ain't called nobody, none of my people to be uh, in poverty or to walk uh, broke. Because please understand, the Bible says that he was in poverty, so we wouldn't have to have poverty. Does that make some sense? But that's why you don't need to hate on people when they got something. That just means that they chose to walk in the blessing. Does that make some sense? Y'all know how people be talking about you because you got a nice car, you got a nice job. And, and so they talk about you. Who she thinks she is, well, you know, I, you know, that kind of thing don't work for me. No, it only works what you, what you, when you work it. Does that make some sense? And so the Lord was telling this widow, He said, "Listen, I want you to give me something to work with because your problem is that even what you got ain't good enough." And so that's just like some of us. We sit up at the end of the month trying to calculate, taking out your calculator like Medea, calculating stuff, trying to figure stuff out, and it ain't adding up. You know why it won't add up? Because it won't. Makes some sense. Well, Lord, if I pay this, and then I'm going to get a payday loan to float this one. Come on, y'all, please be real with me. Please don't be churchy. Come on, y'all with me. And so the Lord said this. He said, look, widow, you got a need, and so does my man of God. So here's what I want to do. I want, now, Elijah represents the kingdom. Somebody say the kingdom. And then now this woman represents you and I. So he says, listen, my kingdom has a need. Because we got to send missionaries. we got to touch lives. We need to reach more people. So he says, my kingdom has a need. And you got what can meet their need. And they got what can meet your need. Are y'all with me? So in other words, the Lord was saying to the widow, listen, if you give me something to work with, I'm going to make what you have last. And how is it going to last? It doesn't make sense, y'all, because how do you multiply oil unless you get more? 
you can't see it, you know. You can't see it, can you? So please understand this. The Lord was saying, listen, if you give me something to work with, I'm going to work it out for you. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at this. This is the next part. Go down to verse uh, number 24. Then the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth was the truth. Watch this. Her son had died after the first blessing. Isn't that amazing how you get one blessing and you just think you're on the streak of blessings and then as soon as you get that one, something detrimental happens? Y'all hear what I'm saying? You get a new job, then your car breaks down. Oh, God, I was doing good. I'm going to get to work on Monday. How how this going to work? Y'all know what I'm saying? And so please understand this. So after she got a great miracle, then her son, the one she was trying to feed, he died anyhow. Are y'all with me? And so watch this. Then, then, the, then the prophet says to her, listen, I want you to pray for him. I want to pray for him, and the Lord's going to bring him back. She thought that the man of God was sent there to judge her. And isn't that amazing how sometimes we go to church and we think that we're going there to be judged? Please understand, if you can't come up in here messed up and broken, busted, and disgusted, I don't know where we're going to go. Please understand, you don't run from the church when you got issues, or you go to the church when you got some issues. Tell somebody next to you, say, this is where I need to be. Oh, no, man, this is where I need to be. Watch this. And what ended up happening, y'all, is he died, and the prophet said, I didn't come to judge you, I came to bring him back to life. Because, see, listen, we think what we need is a financial miracle, that's not really what we need. We need a change in the way we think. We need a change in the way we operate. Because please understand, favor is better than money. Y'all been saying that. Favor is better than money. Let me tell y'all this, and then, and, then, and then I'm gonna move on. Understand this, the miracle was that she came to your house after she gave, she gave God something to work with. That's the miracle. The moment she released it, the miracle was done. Now they saying that. The moment she released it, the miracle was done. Let me tell y'all about this. I told y'all about this a couple of Sundays ago, but it was morning, so some of y'all weren't here. I went to, I was looking for a new car because the car I had to me just it felt like a lady's car. I didn't even feel like a real man of God. I was like, Lord, I <laughs> just be real with y'all. And so it was a nice car, don't get me wrong. It was a nice car. But it just felt, since the character to me, it just, I just felt like a little lady driving that car. Like I needed on a hat, you know, something like that. I just felt, you know. That's how it felt to me, sis. Like, and so anyway, I was looking for a new car. I've been looking, actually for several months, I've been looking since back in October. And so I've been looking, I've been trying to find a deal, and trying to find a deal, I couldn't find a deal. And I told y'all a little bit about it a few weeks ago. I went to a dealership, I thought I'd find a car. The man said, Bishop, we just sold that. I said, man, you got my social security, then what you mean you sold it? You better go get it. <laughs> Watch this. So then I went to another dealership. Great car, perfect condition, wonderful. Nice, nice is the way I want it. I went to another dealership, y'all. I'm on my way down there. I was at the music store getting some stuff at the church. I was on my way down there. I said, yeah, I'm on my way. I was getting real excited. I moved all the stuff out of my old car. Said, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You know how you do. You get excited. I went and bought some little air fresheners and things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I was excited, y'all. And then so I get down there, and then the, man, the man's talking to somebody. And then so I'm like, man, I, you know, I, need, some, I need to get the car. You know, I don't have time to be here all day. That's what we still have Saturday services. I said, I got to go to church. And so he he uh, he didn't answer me. He kind of went around and avoided me. So the kind of person I am, I followed him. 
You didn't see me when I was over there. I'm just trying to give you some money. That's all. I'm just trying to give you some money. And so this is what happened, y'all. And so then he sends this lady over there to me. Hello, Bishop Foreman? Yes, what can I do for you? Yeah, we just sold that car. You were just five minutes too late. I said, all right. So this one's gone too. And y'all, I had a plan too. I started praying. I said, Lord, that's mine now. I'm not the one. It's my car. I drove all the way down here to get it. I've been fasting. I've been praying. That's my car. She got my car. And they said, Bishop, we, we sold it. I said, and the lady was sitting there talking. She was still trying to determine in her mind if she really wanted it. They just didn't want me to have it. But I'm glad they did, because let me tell you, watch this. So then they said, Bishop, well, we got this other one, this red one we want you to see. I said, okay, you know, red. <laughs> you know, sometimes you look at red and you just get like, Ugh. Anybody, anybody else? Look at red, and you sometimes you get angry. You're like, oh, God, what's going on? And I, for those who didn't have red, I already said that about it. Just and so she had, we had this red one. It's really nice. You'll really love it. It's more expensive, but you'll really love it. I said, okay. I went down there to drive, and Sister Catrice uh, was with me because I, I always have to take somebody to balance me. And sometimes I'll just do stuff because I want to hurry up and get it done. Anybody like that? Husbands, you like that something? You gotta have your wife with you because you'll just buy whatever they got. Won't check and see if it's on sale or nothing. You just buy whatever the first one is in it. And so, uh, and so since I have that, I took to six trees. That's the rest of part. And so she's with me, and so we, uh, we looked, and uh, I got the car, and I said, what is this? It stank, y'all. It was nasty. It was a gross looking car. And she said, oh yeah, we got the deal all ready for you. Well, I don't want that. So we drove it around, went to get some Wendy's, and <laughs> I had to think about it, y'all. And so we went and got some Wendy's and all that. And so anyway, long story short, I didn't want the car. And so they said, well, you know, Bishop, you really need to get the car. I said, okay, well, fine, I'll get it if y'all can fix all these things. So I sent about a four-page letter of things that I wanted them to fix. They said, well, if we fix them all, we'll get you the car. I said, okay, that's fine, we can do that. So long story short is, is that I, I had called this other dealership one night. It was in the midnight hour. It's amazing, God works at nighttime on our behalf. I called this other dealership on Wednesday when we were having those blizzards, I was snowed in. I said, nah, man, this is the kind of car I want, and can you find it for me? He said, oh yeah, we got one for you, Bishop, yeah, it'll be great. And I said, well, you need to give me some information on this other car that I'm gonna be trading in. He said, all right, that's fine. And so, that's Wednesday, and so I wait until Saturday, don't hear from him. I was ready to go down to, Mer uh, to, to this particular place, and I was, <laughs> I told you I went very moments. <laughs> <laughs> I went down there and I was getting ready to buy this other car and uh, and you know I said okay I'm just gonna get this one and I was like Lord you know I don't have to, I'm sick of this anybody you just been sick of trying to fight for stuff I'm, like, I'm sick of it and so I was sick of it and so I said okay I'm just gonna buy this car and then the man called me back he said Bishop hey how you doing this is Dwayne I've been dealing with such and such <laughs> I said uh, hey man how you doing what can I do for you. He said, I thought you were coming in to look at the car. I said, I thought you were calling me back with the information. He said, oh no, I can tell you that one on the phone. Tell me what number you need on it. I said, well, since he said it like that, you're gonna need to pay me for bringing you the car. <laughs> so watch this out, here's the deal. So I found a much newer car, far less miles, watch this, for the same price as an older that was out of warranty. Wow. Now that may not sound good to you, but watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. 
the man said, well, Mr. what do you need for your trade? I said, well, this is what I don't need for that. He said, no problem, I can do that. And he said, Mr. why don't I just take another three grand off the car too, since you're official. Y'all ain't saying Somebody said, I paid y'all, right? And so watch this, I got the best deal, the best interest rate, y'all ain't said nothing, the best deal I did. And watch this, and I was angry with God the whole time because I wanted the first one. I was mad too, y'all. I was like, yeah, Lord, they ain't taking away y'all. Like, this is being real. Somebody say amen. But God will work stuff out for you. He says, if you give me something to work with, just hold out for a little bit. Quit being impatient. I'm going to work something out for you. If you ain't got no job you've been looking, just hold on. Because he's working something. He's trying to get somebody else off your job so he can give you their job. Okay, y'all be saying Amen. Because if God said it, we believe it, and that. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. If you're giving to us, just have an envelope for you. I just want to share that blessing with you. It's really a blessing, y'all. God has really been good. And that's just one instance. I couldn't tell you. I pray this prayer every day. You need to pray it every day. Every day. Come on, ushers. Come on forward with the envelopes, ushers. Amen. I pray this prayer, y'all. I pray that every day, Sister Karen, somebody blesses me, somebody gives to me, and somebody shows me faith. Can I tell you that every day for the last two weeks, I've gotten a check in the mail that I have not expected. Y'all ain't said that. Somebody say, that's pretty good when you ain't expecting it. Amen. And is life all about money? No, it's not all about money. There's so much more to life than houses and cars and that kind of stuff. But since I'm a king's child, I might as well get what I can get. If he was broke, ain't no sense of me being broke. Amen. Also, we have a new system. If you're giving, uh, if you're giving by check, you no longer need to use an envelope. If you're giving by check, uh, you only need to use an envelope for cash and for credit card. Listen, um, why do we give by credit card? Because sometimes people use debit cards. Amen. Or sometimes you need to sow sacrificially. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say. We believe in the tithe, first 10% of all that comes into your hands. We believe in offerings that the Lord places on your heart. Is church a scam to get your money? No. It's a system to keep the blessing over your life. Anybody do it, know that it works? Wait up. Anybody that doesn't know that it works? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're giving, even if you're not giving, if you just raise your gift up, Father, we sow into your kingdom, realizing that we get a harvest back because we're child, children of the kingdom. Father, we expect favor everywhere we go. We expect sales everywhere we go. We expect discounts everywhere we go. We expect to walk in the blessing, Father. And we and we thank you, Father, that miracles are ours. Healing is ours. Signs and wonders are ours. In Jesus' name, we sow into your kingdom, expecting the return on this that we sow. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. The ushers are going to come forward and instruct you on how to bring it down so we don't have a traffic wreck. And once you give, say hello to somebody. Hello to somebody. Let them know that you love them. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say amen. Listen, 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 listen. There comes times in our lives where we got to get beyond form and fashion. And there comes time in our lives where we got to get beyond this church thing. There comes a time where we got to step into actually getting delivered from the stuff. Anybody saying nothing? Aren't you sick and tired of coming back every week with the same stuff? And so now wisdom will 
say, listen, in all you're getting, you better get some understanding. Look at somebody say, get some understanding. Amen. So I need y'all to just rock with me for about 20 minutes and then I get you out of here. Somebody say amen. Make this confess with me over your word. This is my Bible. I can do what it says I can do. I choose to receive this word with my spirit and not my mind. If I receive it with my mind only, this word will be dead to me. I want death. I want life. In Jesus' name, stretch your hands towards me. Father, this morning, use me. I decrease that you might increase. I don't want nobody to see me. I want them to see you. Do Holy Ghost surgery in this place today. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout out amen. Hallelujah. Take your seat. Take your seat. Go to Genesis 29 and verse 32. Genesis 29, verse 32. I'm picking up from where I was last week talking about the anointing of the misfit. Are there any misfits in here today? Any misfits? Misfits? Wait a minute, you're a misfit. Here's the deal. Can I just share a secret with you? Listen, listen. You thought the problem was you. Because you didn't fit in with certain groups of people. You thought something was wrong with you. Can I just hit you to the game right quick? The problem ain't you. The problem is the people you were around. Oh, you ain't said nothing. You could see what they couldn't see. And so they talked about you like you were a dog because you could see something they couldn't see. Somebody say amen. I understand this. I'm talking from the anointing of the misfit, 39, uh, excuse me, 29 to 32. Now, remember last week we talked about cross out Leah and Rachel. 32. So Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben, for she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. Then she conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, or I am hated, or I am rejected, he has therefore given me this son, and he has called his name Simeon. 34, she conceived again and bore a son and said, now this time my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore, his name shall be called Levi. 35, and she conceived again and bore a son and said, now I will praise the Lord. Then she called his name Judah. Then she stopped trying to please that Negro. That's the misinformed international version. <laughs> yours may say, then she stopped bearing, is what yours may say. Listen, can I, can, I, can I explain something to us? Some of the things that we do, y'all, that aren't right, we simply do because it's what comes out of us naturally. As children, nobody ever had to teach us to lie. We just came out naturally. What you been doing? Nothing? No, you just was in them cookies, getting them cookies. In the cookie dog, getting them cookies. Watch this, watch this, y'all. We birth things out that are a result of our rejection and that are a result of our hurt. Watch this. Jesus said it's not what goes into a man that defines him. It's what comes what? Out of him. So watch this. The things that come in us, the problem is, is that we don't process it right, and so it comes out the other end. Does that make some sense? So you're hurt and you're molested as a little girl, and so now you've got rejection and you got walls up for every man that tries to show you some love when you get older. Somebody say amen. Watch this. Every time that Leah conceived, she did so with a memory in mind. The memory was this, that her daddy didn't want her because he tried to get rid of her with Jacob, and that Jacob didn't want her because he wanted Leah. Or excuse me, he wanted Rachel. So watch this. Every time Leah had a baby, y'all, she did it with that memory in mind. Watch this. It ain't natural for us to be mean, rude, and evil towards one another. Watch this. But the sad part about it is that we tend to hurt those that the Lord has placed in our life to help us get better. So as opposed to being mad at the folks we really need to be mad at, we get mad at the people that's trying to help us out. 
when people try to help you and they love on you and pray for you, I don't know when she come over here praying for me, she needs to be praying. Y'all please be real this morning, please be real. Watch this, watch this, watch this. So we've been rejected for so long that when a real man shows up, you run him away. Watch this. Your daddy rejected you, and so now when you have a spiritual father show up in your life, you reject him. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Watch this. Cain killed Abel, not because it was part of his nature, but because he dwelt on a memory regarding the sacrifice he offered. Murder was not natural for human beings. It, was, it hadn't happened yet, so it couldn't have been natural. It couldn't have came out of the natural. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that the Lord made us in his image and in his likeness. So now watch this. The Lord, death is not in him. Watch this, because you can't have death and life in a leave from the same place. Does that make some sense? Are y'all with me? So now understand this. Understand this. That's why one of the one of the things I pray every day is, Lord, give me the mind of Christ. Watch this. Because our mind, I said this a few weeks ago, our mind is like a movie. It's like that dollar movie. You know how they play that same movie? Over the movie, five years old, they play it like snoo. Y'all ain't saying nothing. They still playing Terminator 1 like it's new. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all have been to that dollar movie. Don't play with me. Some of y'all going next week. Somebody say amen. Watch this. So our mind repeats these things that happen in our life, this trauma that happens in our life. And watch this. The only way to change the movie that's playing is to change the real. That's why Jesus said, let this mind, or excuse me, Peter said, let this mind that was also in Christ be in you. Why? Because if you get your mind keep playing, you're going to keep playing mess. Somebody say amen. Watch this. I like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Somebody say amen. I Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but of course y'all know that he's off the air now. And so they have this program in syndication. So some of you, if you watch it, you'll see like the same episode like 13 times in a year. Or a night, you know how you let it go to sleep when you walk in, when you go to sleep, you watch it when you go to sleep. Maybe it, maybe it's wings, or maybe it's something else. Somebody say amen. Watch this. And so watch this. Because they don't have anything else to play, they repeat seasons over again. Is that true? Watch this. That's why it's just like this. When seasons in our life seems like they're repeating. And you seem like you've been here before. I thought I got over this until it happened again, and then I got it got up in my face. Please understand this. God says this. I keep repeating this season in your life because I've dealt with everything else. So now watch this. The Fresh Prince, they keep playing repeat seasons because there ain't no new season. That's all they got left. Are y'all getting it? You didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. God says this, I keep repeating this stuff that you're going through in your life. Does anybody got some stuff in your life right now that feels like it's a repeat, like you didn't been here before? So God says this, I keep repeating them because I've already dealt with everything else in your life. Watch this. The area I keep repeating is the area that you've got to fix before you're ready to go into the promised land. Yeah. 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 Susan and Israel around the same mountain for 40 years. Why? Because they had to learn to trust him. How you get water out of a rock and then your shoes last forever and you get bread out the sky and then you still gonna doubt it and want to go back to Egypt? But ain't that just like some of us sometimes? God is so good to us, but then all of a sudden we want to go back. 
And so we make excuses, but that's just how I am right now. I can't live for the Lord right now because I ain't right yet. Please understand, if he wanted you right, he would have made you that way already. In other words, here's what we got to understand. The reason we come to church every week is not because grandmama and mama did it. But we come to church every week because we got to get better. Tell somebody, say, I got to get better. Watch this. The only reason we haven't stepped fully into the promised land is because God said, I'm getting you ready, and I keep repeating seasons because I ran out of everything else to fix. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. You, 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 you didn't get that. You are stronger and better than you think you are. Watch this. So it's just like Paul. Paul said, listen, listen. He said, listen, I got this thorn in my flesh. And he asked the Lord to take it from him three times. He says, Lord, take it from me. God said, no. He asked a second time, God, take it from me. What did he say? No. He asked a third time, Lord, take it from me. He said, no. And then he said, my grace is sufficient for you. So in other words, he was saying this. The anointing I've already given you can conquer what you're dealing with. You keep praying, Lord, get me out of this. And Lord is saying, listen, I already opened the prison gate. You just got to walk out. Okay, Watch this. So we keep getting confronted with circumstances that are designed to mature us. Somebody say maturity. Watch this. The money problems you've been having have not been about you needing another job. They've been about maturing you so he can trust you to own the place. Right, right. Right. I wish I had help with this Lutheran Assembly Church of God today. Watch this. Your marriage issues aren't about you needing another spouse. They are for you to grow up and quit being a baby. You got two babies living in the same house trying to raise babies. All right, I told you, it's going to be rough. Please understand, even if you've got a lot of tribulation going on in your relationship, it's because the Lord wants to use you to help others. Especially marriage problems. I was, I've been teaching our elders and our, and our pastors' wives about marriage and relationships, and I mean, all of February I'm going to be teaching about that and preaching about that. And so please, you need to be there because we're going to talk about sex. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Please understand that the church has taught us for 2,000 years to be absent, but they don't talk about sex, period. Uh, uh, uh-huh. And so I got single people that are sitting around horny and don't know what to do. <laughs> Okay, I know I'm too wrong for some of y'all. I know I'm too wrong. And I got mad people that's complaining about what they give me. I'm about to take my shoes off. It's going to be rough today. Please understand, you got to talk about the stuff so you can get the stuff right. Right, right. You got to talk about sex, baby. You got to talk about it so you can get it right. Stop somebody say, get it right. I'm talking to misfits today. Amen. Who's the neighbor? Say, neighbor, you a misfit? Neighbor, you a misfit. And please understand, stick around. Please stick around, y'all. Because I, 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 understand this. God wants us to get better. Amen. And so please understand. Listen, I, I, I'm like the apostles. I've been teaching our elders. And here's how I am. Here's my mindset. I will obey God rather than men. Amen. And so now, now, now we've got all these men that have been teaching. You can't talk about that. Don't talk about sex. Don't talk about giving. Don't talk about sleeping around. 
Don't talk, don't talk about that. Don't, 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 don't you talk about it. And please understand, I feel like this. I ought to obey God rather than some man. Right. So I ain't trying to be politically correct. Somebody say amen. Watch this. And here's the good thing about being a misfit. Because am I talking to some misfits in here? Some misfits, you're misfit. Here's the good thing about it. You didn't fit over there. You didn't fit down the street. But something in your spirit said, come here. Something in your spirit said, go to Urban Word because that's where you fit. play real soft music. They don't want to hear it. Let's just play soft <laughs> Let me just tell them, God's going to work a miracle for you. You're coming out in three days. Everything will be okay. Hallelujah. Anyone love him today? Does anyone love the Lord today? <laughs> You've been stagnant for too long, player. Please understand this. Listen to this. And I was reading this story about churches, and especially uh, um, uh, certain churches. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> certain churches. And so watch this. And so I was talking to, I've been talking to people that go to different churches and that kind of thing, just to get, get some in, insight from their minds and insight from what they do. And it was so interesting. I was talking to this lady. She said, well, yeah, I know Rev got a few girlfriends. I know that they can steal it. But I'm just sitting around because I believe the Lord is going to work it out. Watch. When he moves, you move. Just like that. Somebody say just like that. Please understand, if you are in a house of dysfunction, you cannot breathe anything else but dysfunction. Folk are out of order and call that the Holy Ghost. That ain't the Holy Ghost. Sit down somewhere and relax. <laughs> If you don't have a relax, I'm not trying to do I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just meddling now. I'm just praying. Watch this, y'all. We've been stagnant for too long. Watch this. Watch this. Leah's children were character traits that she birthed out. Watch this. So everything that came out of her were a result of seeds that were sown in her. So now I ask you this question last week. What seeds were sown in you as a child? What seeds were sown in you by somebody that was supposed to be spiritual, but they couldn't see God because they were like Eli? You do know Eli was the, was the priest that let his sons sleep with the women in the church. Amen. Supposed to be spiritual, but couldn't see. Can, can I just tell somebody right there? So everybody that go to church don't need to know what you, what you, got, what you got going on in your life. Man. Because watch this, some people were sent strategically to abort things from you. Some people, the enemy has sent in your life to sift you. And so they mask it and the Lord told me to tell you. Y'all know folk like that. Anybody mess with the Lord just wanted me to tell you. Well, how come he didn't tell me? I hear too. I say amen. Watch this. Nothing grows unless it first starts as a seed, y'all, that is planted. Does that make some sense? So watch this. Look at verse number 32. I told you last week I was going to tell you what rejection first. And so if you got a pen and a paper, you need to take notes here because you need to study to show your own self-approved. Does that make some sense? Now, the MP3 will be on the website sometime this week, but until then, you need to take notes. Somebody say amen. 32. So Leah conceived a bore son, and she called his name Reuben, for she said, the Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. Now, remember, I said, this is things that we do, y'all, to be accepted by people. 
Are y'all with me? Watch it. Reuben was the first son of Jacob. Watch this. He represented her calling on the name of the Lord in this affliction. And it was caused by her wanting to be accepted. Are you with me? Now here's the problem. Reuben are those things that we do that aren't our nature in hopes that we'll be received by people. Reuben are the things that we do that aren't our nature in hopes to be received by people. Okay, let me make it plain. So you're not naturally a thug, but you act thuggish so that the people will receive you. Okay, you don't normally cuss, but you slip a few words in there every now and then so that the people around you get comfortable. Okay, you don't normally smoke, but since everybody else around you is doing it, you. Watch this. Reuben represented compromise. Watch this, y'all and a hatred for who she was. I'm talking about rejection. This is stuff that's sown into our life and we birth this stuff out in character traits. Does that make some sense? Amen. We birth it out character traits. Watch this. Ruby represented compromise and a hatred for who she was. Watch this. It's thinking that if you had been born to a different family or in a different city, things would be better. If my daddy had married this woman over here, things would have been better. If that didn't happen, things would be better. Watch this. Can I just share something with you? Do you know that you are everything that God wants you to be? Already. You're just growing into maturity. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new. So you already knew. Somebody say amen. So stop asking, God, stop asking the Lord, what if this and what if that, or this didn't happen, well, and I wouldn't be like this. Please understand, stop it. Right. And thank God for who you are. Amen. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Amen. So if you ain't got but that much hair to put in that ponytail, you put that much hair in that ponytail. Amen. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Uh-huh. You got to go buy it, you buy it, but it's still yours, baby. It's still yours. Maybe you can't get a coach, but you get you an assistant coach, and it'll be all right. Shoot, y'all ain't saying nothing. Simeon, child number two, verse 33. Then she conceived again and bore a son and said, because the Lord has heard I am unloved, he has therefore given me this son also, and he called his name Simeon. Listen to this, y'all. Simeon is a victim's mentality. It's a character trait that comes from rejection. Watch this. After we've been rejected for so long, you start thinking that no one else understands you. And no one else has been through what you've been through. Everybody say amen. Watch this. You start justifying the things that you're doing, and worse, we'll start blaming God for the condition we're in. Y'all ain't saying that. Watch this. So we say this. God, if you love me, why am I going through this? Why me? What did I ever do to deserve this? Anybody ever said that? Anybody ever asked the Lord, why me? What did I do? I ain't done nothing to nobody. Watch this. Let me answer for you. It's not what you've done, but it's what you're going to do. Watch this. You are called to do more than just sit in the seat of do nothing. You got a whole nation on the inside of you. 
You got people on your job that are waiting on you to invite them to church. But you try to keep it in the closet and you mess with folks like that. Somebody say amen. Watch this. You've got ideas that can transform the whole world. You've got concepts, Darrell, that will blow other musicians out of the water. But please understand, God does not hate us. You, if God hated us, could you? Okay, let's think about it logically. Things that make you go. So let's think about it logically. If the Lord really hated us, do you think we'd still be here? Right. Right. Really, do you, do you think he would have woke you up this morning? If he hated you, right. if he, if he, do you think you'd be here? Right. Somebody say, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for the grace of God. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The Lord loves us, and because he loves us, he says, I chastise those that I love. Please understand, sometimes it hurts to go through it, but the Lord's just giving you like your mama used to do. He's whooping you. I used to hate it when my mama did it. Yeah, one time, y'all, my mama was in here, she was, I ain't gonna point her out. But listen. <laughs> and so, watch this. I remember one time, y'all, and, and this is just how you have to, you have to do your kids like this, because if you do it to them, they'll grow up and be bishop one day. Amen. My mama said, y'all, I said something to her, this ticket. She said, I said something to her that was disrespectful one time. Now, I don't remember it quite that way. <laughs> I don't remember it like that. And this is what she did. She said, she, she picked me up like a football, y'all. So, you know, I was real young. Not real young, but I was, I don't know, 18 somehow. She picked me up, y'all, and our refrigerator was at the end of the kitchen during those days. And so she picked me up, she laughed. And so she picked me up, y'all, and tossed me down there like I was a bowling ball. <laughs> That's why you see me doing this all the time. <laughs> I, still, I still got neck problems. I used to hate it when she did that, but she beat the hell out of me. Amen. Literally, hell. I ain't talking about abuse now. I ain't saying go home and beat your kids. Amen. Sometimes you need to hit them with something in the throat, though, so that they get the message. <laughs> that is not the truth. I'm joking. Y'all did not get out from the register. Yeah, girl, what Bishop told me. Holy sword, put your house. My bishop told me you need to call me and call church. I'll be like, I don't know you. God loves us, so he beats you. And so your circumstances are going to work mess out of you. Does that make some sense? And so ain't no sense in complaining. You might as well just get ready for it because he said, I've invested a lot in you. I saved you from death. You should have got an STD. I ain't should have killed you, but I saved you. And so I'm going to get a return on my investment. You don't lose money in the stock. He, he don't lose money. I think he got Warren Buffett doing his or something. He, God don't lose money. Somebody say amen. Watch this, watch this, watch this. But she did it because she loved me. Even though, watch this. So the Lord has sent you here to grow you up. Does that make some sense? Please understand, going to church, you know, people, you know, I was reading this big passage, this passage, they got a really big church in, in the nation, and he said, well, people don't want to hear about what they need to improve. They just want to hear God's goodness. He said, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I want to get better. Anybody else want to get better? Anybody else want to get it together? Somebody say amen. Watch this. Watch this. We talk about prayer and prayer warriors and fighting the devil and all that, but many of us sometimes don't even understand that. 
I remember I used to have a friend, y'all, years ago. He said, I'm, I, I was fighting with a demon last night. And the demon started punching me. He says, I woke up and I was talking to the demon. And I said, I said, son, come here. Sit on my boy back. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. You wouldn't fight with no demon. Watch this. Here's my point. Here's my point. Some of us think that we're ready for things that we're really not ready for. So we pray prayers, Lord, make me a millionaire. And God says, I can't trust you with 32000 a year yet. Somebody say amen. And so watch this. God says, listen, I only give to those I can trust. Would you give your child $100 if the last time you gave them $2, they didn't come back with nothing? Or some bubble gum? You sit them in a the store to get some bread, they come out with some, some jawbreaker things and some lemon hands and stuff. Does that make some sense, y'all? And so watch this. The Bible says that the mysteries of God are hidden, but they've been revealed now in the last days, Ephesians 3, 5, by the apostles and the prophets. So please understand the reason that the Lord has you here is because there's some mysteries about yourself you've got to learn. Somebody say amen. Watch this. We are not forgotten. And can I just help you? The fact that you're still fighting is proof that you're alive. You know some folks that lost their mind, but God has kept you. Old folks used to say he's a mind regulator. Tell somebody to say he's a mind regulator. He's a mind regulator. Watch this. You're not a victim. Quit letting people have control over you. Look, look at your neighbor. This is kind of this is deep spiritual. Look at your neighbor. Tell them say you need to man up. Man up. Be man up. Man up. Man up. Quit letting people have power over you. Crying because she didn't call you back. Crying because she didn't come see you. Crying because he didn't call you back. Girl, he didn't say that to me. I got my dad did today. Yeah, and he said, please don't let people have that much power over you. Somebody say amen. amen. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Third son. I'm moving. Third son. Go to 34. She conceived again and bore a son and said, now this time, as if the first two This time my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name will be called Levi. Let me just stop and pause right here. I heard this in the spirit. Single ladies, don't ever think that all of what you can do for a man is what's going to keep him. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, please understand, if the only reason he's with you and talks to you is because of what you can do for him, you need to drop him off. He can And single men too. Somebody say amen. amen. Watch this. Levi was the what son? Third son. Levi is dangerous because it represents being attached to people for the wrong reasons. Somebody say amen. Am I helping anybody? Watch this. We get so attached to people that we end up sucking the life out of them. And watch this. You end up running the people that you need the most away from. So we get leachy. Anybody ever known a leech? They just suck on you and suck the light out of you. You were doing good and you talked to him and oh God, hell is coming. Watch this. So because you become leechy, here's what we do, ladies. Because we become leechy, uh, the first man that says you're beautiful, Lord, thank you for sending my husband. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Oh, the Lord told me. He sent it to girl. He called. He said, I look good. Girl, he go to church. He was a 
service. Look, he even stayed and helped him break down, girl. He is the one. I know it. I fasted and prayed, girl. I didn't even go to witness this week. I fasted and prayed. Watch this. And so single man, it works like this, bro. It works like this. The first woman that can cook a little something. Lord sees the one. He who finds a wife sees a wife because she can cook. Go to the lost clothes too. She's a wife. You we lose our own identity and then we get our identity locked up in some relationship. Locked up in some woman. Locked up in some man. Locked up in some job. Locked up in some kind of career. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. This is why some men and women are always busy working. And not loving, watch this, because they birthed out a Levi. Watch this, watch this. And so the justification is, is that if I stay busy, okay, let me break it down to your ministry. Anybody ever met a church of holiness? Yeah. Watch this, watch this, watch this. People will become church of holiness, watch this, because they don't know who they are. And so they end up worshiping the work of the God and not the God of the one. And so they think because they're in church every time the doors open that that must mean they're really spiritual. And because they pray at 945, that must mean they're really spiritual. Because they got a Levi. Somebody said they got a Levi. I'm almost done. Y'all still with me? Y'all still hanging in here? Am I helping anybody? You feeling like you're going to get free today? Watch this. If you got a Levi, you need to go read a book. Watch a movie. Get a hobby. Or meet some friends. But don't suck them dry. That was a problem with your last group of friends. Watch this. Let me teach you this about a leech. I gotta teach you this. Watch this. A leech now will attach to something, and what was in that thing becomes in it. I would. And so watch this. When you're not confident in who you are, that's why we pray for our children. That's why I tell our women in our congregation that they're beautiful and they're queens and they preach and they got it going on and they, they all that and a bag of Doritos. <laughs> and ladies. And barbecue ladies. That's my favorite barbecue. Sour cream and onion. This fresh. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Why? Because if you don't, you'll leech on the people and what's on the inside of them will get on the inside of you. Let me make it very plain. That's why some of the desires we have aren't even from us. I, I, was, with, I was counseling a young man uh, some time ago, I was, and I was helping him, and he had problems, and y'all, can I talk for real? Because I need to be real. If y'all want to be fake, watch it on the internet. Amen. And he was struggling with masturbation. Watch this. Got real quiet right there. I'm talking about that February 18th, so you need to be here. Y'all ain't saying nothing. He struggled with masturbation, y'all, and so here's what happened. He got around a group of friends because he never had this problem before, and so he got around somebody else that also had that problem. And so what happened is because he was a leech and he had a Levi on the inside of him, what he struggled with got on the inside of him. Are y'all with me? Somebody say amen. So please understand, you need to understand that in order for us to walk in fullness, we got to be aware of this. Does that make some sense? I was always the kid that wanted to know how things worked. Anybody ever been like that? I want to know how it works. Don't just tell me to just do that. I need to know how it works. Everything. Can I even say this? The Lord is like this. God is not mysterious. Oh, says he's the Lord wants a mysterious way. That's a lie. You know why it's a lie? Because you don't write a book if you're trying to keep secrets. He wrote us a book, and you he keep it secrets? That's 
so it is foolish. Somebody say amen. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. This Levi also represents manipulation. Watch this. So, so here's what we do, y'all. We'll tell people false things about us so that we can be accepted. Y'all know y'all have friends that lie about everything. What kind of car you got? My mom just bought me a Mercedes 493, whatever. And you get outside, they got, you know, two-door metro, and you say, well, where's your Mercedes? It's in the shop. Y'all like that? Okay, I didn't have folks like that. Some of y'all got folks in your family right now. That's why you're laughing. That's like that. Lie about everything. They tell you it's Monday. You go check the weather for to make sure that isn't, you know, because you don't know what they're really saying. Anybody have folks like that? Somebody say amen. Watch this. Watch this. And this person, I had a friend who used to lie about everything. He lied about everything. Oh, God. Everything. I mean, when I say everything, you, I mean everything. Everything. How you doing this morning? Oh, and you know, I didn't even believe him. I didn't believe him. Watch this, y'all. And he wanted to be attached to me and my family. Watch this. Watch this. But he was deceitful and wicked. And we need to watch out for people like that, y'all. Because sometimes people don't have no friends for a reason. Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing about that. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. If somebody's always falling out with people, maybe something's going on with them. You need to watch out for people like that. And you also, can I just, another thing right here, let me just stop this right quick. Uh, uh, please understand this. Another thing we gotta watch out for, y'all, is this. Is we gotta watch out for people that don't pray, but they call up. So when they have tribulation in their life, they don't go seek the Lord, they call you. Hey, PK, the Lord told me to come. He ain't tell you, he need to pray first. Somebody say amen. I'm trying to help us today. Somebody say amen. Watch this, watch this, watch this. You ain't God. Right, right. Amen. That's good news. But here's the deal. Quit trying to read people's Jesus. Let grown people fix grown people problems. This is way too raw. I should have waited like six months for this. Are y'all with me? Let grown people fix their own problems. Does that make some sense? Ain't nobody gonna do that. Let grown people fix their own problems. Because you ever get involved in somebody else's mess, and then all of a sudden it becomes your mess, and then your name get in it, and you was trying to stay out of it, but they put you right in the middle of it like you was the one that actually did something. And then by the time the story, it's just like telephone, by the time the story gets to the end, you the one that did it all. You trying to help somebody quit sleeping around, and by the end of it, you the one. Thirty-five. Y'all ready for thirty-five? So I stop. Thirty-five. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, "Now I will praise the Lord." Therefore, she called his name Judah. Then she stopped bearing. Watch this. She got to a point. Now she had children after this, but watch this. She stopped bearing because she stopped letting that rejection affect her. Watch this. How long are you going to let him rape you over and over and over and over again? How long are you going to let your deadbeat dad beat on you over and over and over and over again? Watch this. Because every time your mind plays that, that memory goes through and then you birth it out. You birth out a rupus. You birth out a sickness. 
you burnt out a Levi. But then Leah got to the point to where she said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Is there anybody like that in here today? Anybody that's sick and tired of dealing with the same mess year after year after year? And so 2007 is starting. The devil's already tried to throw some cold six in this year. So she said, I'm sick of this. Watch this. She quit feeling sorry for herself. And she said, I'm going to praise my God because he's my man. Amen. So if Jacob don't like me, I'm a... So, you know, we used to say, Christ gonna bring us another selection. I ain't saying nothing wrong if you like to say that word selection. We don't call it selection. Watch this. And so we've been watching the show when God is saying, listen, the only reason Leah was able to outlive her enemy, Rachel, which was her sister, by the way, is because she realized that, no, please understand, Judah means praise. Birth Reuben, hatred for herself. She breaks Simeon. She breaks uh, birth Levi. And then she said, I'm not doing this no more. Watch this. Look at the verse. It says, so I'm going to praise God. Okay, y'all ain't, y'all ain't good. Y'all ain't good. Please, please understand this. This church, I don't know about nobody else, but this church right here is a praising church. <laughs> Praise. Watch 
Watch this. Your deliverance ain't going to happen right here. I'm just equipping you so you can go praise and get delivered through that. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Watch this. If you wanted to be quiet, you should have stayed at home. But since you're already here, why don't we just create an atmosphere for miracles right quick? Please understand this. Judah, somebody say praise. praise. Judah, watch this. The Bible says that they were coming against the children of Israel. They were coming against Judah, which was the southern kingdom of Israel. Jehoshaphat was king at the time. And the Bible says this. The Bible says that they sent, uh, that, that Jehoshaphat said, Lord, this enemy's coming up against us. What are we going to do? And some of us, that's where we're at right now. I got these enemies in my life, and I don't know what to do. Am I talking to anybody in here today? I got this tribulation, I got this mess on my job, I got this mess in my household, I got this mess with my family, I got this mess with my finances, and so now I need to know what to do. So Jehoshaphat said, listen, Lord, what do we do? Because this enemy's great. And please understand, your enemies will always look bigger and badder than you. Otherwise, they wouldn't be an enemy because you can stomp them out. And so Jehoshaphat said this. He said, listen, uh, we're going to proclaim a fast in the land. Somebody say fasting. That's why our church fasts every Thursday from sunup to sundown. Please understand, you get a new power when you do that. And you need to be fasting. Somebody say, I need to be fasting. Because watch this. When you fast, it's not that you fast for things. What happens is, is that you come to the end of yourself. And when you get to the end of yourself, there's no more you, so there's only him. That's why Jesus was able to raise the dead. Because it wasn't him that was doing it. Jehoshaphat says in 2 Chronicles Jehoshaphat says listen we're going to proclaim a fast and when we proclaim a fast the Lord's going to speak to us the Lord then speaks to them and one of the musicians says thus saith the Lord that's why I don't like hirelings at our church oh you know a hireling they come because they get paid to play so it sounds real nice but ain't no power behind it because they, if the checks stop they stop Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing about you there. Please understand this. And so what ended up happening was this, y'all. They proclaimed the fact. Then the musician speaks, stands up and says this. Thus saith the Lord, we will not have to fight this battle. Watch this. He said, simply position yourself. And watch this. This is the part I like. He said, before y'all go out, sing the singers first. He said, before we even go out, let the singers go first. Because when they begin to praise God, it's going to send ambushes against their enemies. Why do you think it's so hard for you to praise God when you come to church? The moment you start to clap your hands, you got to pay Excel. And you going to pay the mortgage. Why do you think it's so hard, y'all? Because when we birth out Judah, the pain stops. And so watch this, watch this. In the church, we've been taught this, we've been taught this, we've been taught just praise your way through it. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I don't have to praise my way through it. Praise sends ambushes to stop it. Please understand this. You ought to thank God for where you're at in your life right now. Because there's some folks that you grew up with that ain't even where you at right now. There's some folks that you grew up with that ain't got nothing right now. But I, as for me and my house, we shall 
serve the Lord. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall. Watch this, it ain't been that easy. Ain't nobody had it easy. But listen, he ain't never said nothing about it being easy. He must have read the wrong Bible. He was in the Apocrypha or something. Watch this. God says this. He says, what puts an end? If you look there at verse 35, he says, she had Judah. Then she stopped bearing. Remember I told you these children were character traits of rejection. So watch this. When she stopped bearing, she stopped birthing those rejected seed. You, you, you don't understand what I'm saying today. Let me just preach to myself. So watch this moment. Watch this moment. So listen, when you praise me, you stop the rejection. When you praise me, you stop the pain. When you praise me, when you birth out Judah, it all ends. Listen, stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Somebody say hallelujah. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to give you the opportunity in just a few minutes to do this. But does anybody have some insurmountable circumstances in your life right now? Insurmountable. I mean, if God don't fix it, it won't get fixed. Anybody? I got some. Whoop. Watch this. And so as I was preparing for this message weeks ago, I was preparing for it. Here's where the Lord took me, y'all. And this is what I need you to understand. And we're done. This is what I need you to understand. The Lord took me to, to Acts 16. Y'all know the story of Paul and Silas. The Bible says it was late in the midnight hour when Paul and Silas began to pray. Now watch this. The average message will stop right there. Praise him in the midnight. Is there anybody? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't tell you. Watch this. Paul and Silas praised God because they were in a prison injustice. Watch this. And so the Lord said, listen, you think that in order to get out of the prison, you got to have a trial. Let me make it much more plain for you. You think that in order to get out of your financial difficulty, you got to make more money. Listen, listen, when Paul and Silas began to praise, here's what happened. The Bible says all the doors were open. Watch this. Here's what it means. Here's what it means. Catch it, catch it. So when she prays, it's over here. Her door opens up over there. Judah, somebody said Judah, opens up all the doors. Watch this. So all the prisoners were released. And here's what I like. This Philippian man comes who's a jailer and says, listen, I don't know who you are, but I know that this God of yours just did something miraculous. So do you mind if I get with him? Check it out. The Philippian jailer founded the Philippian church. Hence we get the book of Philippians. So here's what I'm trying to say. Let me just take it on home. Take it home. Here's what I need you to understand is that our praise is what's going to fight for us. Your neighbor needs your praise more than you do. 
next needs your praise more than you do. So on the count of three, I watch this, watch this, watch this. Please do not panicate. Please understand this. I don't want no professional church praise. No, 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 no. Watch this. Because if you don't praise God, your family members is going to, watch this, watch this. Your brothers and sisters' family won't be saved. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.